Welcome to the Naturally Nourished Podcast that delivers cutting-edge food as medicine solutions for optimal health. Allie Miller is a nutrition expert sought up by the media and America's top medical institutes for her revolutionary functional medicine interventions. From disease treatment to prevention, every episode will empower you with ways to put yourself back in control of your health. Please note, the topics discussed are for educational purposes only. Now welcome, Integrative Dietitians Allie Miller and her co-host Becky Yu. Welcome to episode 245 of the Naturally Nourished podcast. In today's episode, I'll be sharing highlights from Stella, my daughter's fifth birthday, and we will be having her on to kick off this episode as a special guest to share updates on her life, all things from what she wants to be when she grows up to her favorite protein choice and why we don't eat naked carbs and more and i'm also going to be doing some reflecting on this past year and what she is loving in her wellness world as well as some listener question and answers yeah i can't believe you have a five-year-old ellie has that sunk in yet not at all but it's so i mean yes every day it's just shocking to me yeah and um it's been really fun seeing her with Noah and those are the times that I feel like she's even older when yeah. she like takes on like the big sister role and like you know goes and gets things or is advocating for him or just last week at dance class like a day after her fifth birthday we were able to put Noah and Stella in a section of the room on a blanket for like 20 minutes oh totally and she yep. was she like had him. helping him play the xylophone <laughs> and doing all the things and it's really cool to see her grow into some selflessness and you know her ability to share especially as an only child uh it's been quite the adventure and i think that that's been probably the biggest imprint if you will over the last you know nine months or so yeah 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 yeah. and her birthday party was such an epic time from glitter tattoos from a mermaid at the austin aquarium to an incredible cake um to pinatas at the house and a mariachi band all of the things we'll share all of those updates in today's episode as well awesome so before we get into it we will have a word from our opening sponsor wild foods So Wild Foods believes, like we do, that real food can be medicine, and they provide us some of our favorite pantry staples and essentials. So from raw maca to turmeric to teas and medicinal mushroom blends and innovative combination products such as their Cocotropics, which is a nootropic, which starts with a base of raw cacao powder mixed with medicinal mushrooms, so wild chaga and reishi mushroom extract, as well as maca, so getting that adaptogen boost and support for hormone health. Then there's anti-inflammatory boost from turmeric as well. And cacao itself is really potent in antioxidants. So this is a really great mood and concentration formula that I've been incorporating, especially as I get into the hot summer months. I switch from coffee and I get into danger if I do cold brew. So the Cocotropics is a good kind of happy medium, which gives me a nice clean burning energy and sustained energy, as does matcha. So if you have not played with their matcha, they have fantastic ceremonial grade matcha. So you're getting that stone ground 
green tea leaf with 10 times the amount of antioxidants that EGCG to support body fat burn, as well as that L-theanine to aid in alpha brain waves. So go on over to wildfoods.co, that's .co, and use the code AllieMillerRD at checkout. You'll get 12% off your order because they partner with us as a sponsor of the Naturally Nourished podcast. And make sure you check out all of the things. It's such a fun shop to check out a lot of variety of different pantry staples from beverages to baking goods and beyond. All right, without further ado, let's bring on Miss Stella. All right, so let's welcome Miss Stella Virginia Miller onto the Naturally Nourished podcast. Hey, Stella. Is this your first time being on a podcast? Mm-hmm. <laughs> How do you feel? How do you feel about it? Just right. Just right. That sounds good. So listen, (laughs) a lot of mama's friends asked questions for you because now that you're a big five-year-old, people want to know all about what you eat and what you like to do for fun. So let's start with this question. What do you eat for breakfast? Mm. Or wait, what what are you drinking right now? How about tell the listeners if they hear your straw moving around? Kombucha, lemonade kombucha. Yeah, the Buddha's Brew Lemonade Kombucha. And what's your other favorite flavor of kombucha? Mm. Blueberry. Blueberry. And pretty much you only drink kombucha, smoothies, and water. So let's talk about breakfast. What do you eat for breakfast? Yogurt, berries, and honey. Okay, yogurt, berries, and honey. Greek yogurt. But today I ate... Um, Egg breakfast burrito taco. Yeah, Ooh. so Brady uses the Siete almond flour tortilla, and Stella has two scrambled eggs in there with bacon. She has a metal straw in her cup, so that's what you hear <laughs> clinging in the background. And then, what's the other thing that mom makes you that mom makes a little better than dad? Mm-hmm. Pancake. That's Good right. <laughs> yeah, the almond butter banana pancakes from the Anti-Anxiety Diet Cookbook. So those are pretty much Stella's like three breakfast rotations. And every now and then we'll do a green smoothie with the naturally nourished grass-fed whey. Um, but sometimes that's also an after-school snack. And then she'll help me make it. And that's always fun. Okay, here's a listener question. Hi, Stella. What's your favorite protein, fat, and carb? Mm. Let's start with protein first. Burger. Burger is your favorite protein. Do you have a second favorite protein? Mm, bacon. Bacon? Yeah. That's a great answer. And then how <laughs> about for healthy fats? What are some mm. things that we pair like with fruit? Butter. Butter? <laughs> Butter is your favorite fat. You're always looking to take pieces when I'm slicing it and using it. And then you like almond butter and peanut butter. And, and how about your favorite carbohydrate? Which is a fruit. Like a fruit, yeah, or like... Uh, crackers! Cracker would be a carb, yeah. So the crackers we eat in our house. Do you know the brand that we eat? Um, no. The original almond flour uh, Simple Mills and then also the cheese ones she likes as well. Awesome. Great question, guys. Okay, so how about let's go on to this question. Becky's going to ask you. You ready? Listen up. Yeah. yeah. All right. So when you are eating snacks or choosing foods what is the golden rule of balancing your blood sugar this is a tricky question what does that mean um protein and fat yeah with with what no naked 
hard. Good answer. That's you right. got it. And why is that important, Stilly? What have you said about if you eat too many carbs on their own, you'll spin around and then you'll fall on your butt. <laughs> Pretty much. You'll spin around and fall on your butt. I mean, that's accurate, isn't it? I think so. I think <laughs> that's she, what happens to me. She sometimes does the motion of like the blood sugar roller coaster high yeah. and low. And I know, honestly, even from toddler age, it was always the prime, whenever there was kind of behavior outreach or fatigue or just um, irritability it was always like get this girl some protein yeah and I think that the importance of protein in our children is so important because they're just overburdened with carbs in general awesome hey Stels on the topic of food let's talk about what we like to pack in your lunch so how many parts are in your lunch container do you remember the compartments that there are there's those corners what how many sections are in your lunch box four four sections and what do you typically see in your lunch? Mm. Like we usually put like a vegetable in there, like slices of, what do we put in as a vegetable? Peppers. Peppers or what else? Mm. I forget. Maybe cucumbers sometimes. Mm. Uh, and then we do in another section, maybe berries. Mm. And, berries. Uh-huh. And then we always put a protein, so we might put leftover burger. Salami. Salami yeah. is one of her faves <laughs> for sure. Some, uh, raw cheese uh, cubes could go in that section as well. And then um, we like to do a separate snack where we'll often do, what does mommy like to pair with the dried mango? So the dried mango is the carb. And what does mama put in the little container with the dried mango? I don't know. Mm, they're green, they're tiny, they're crunchy. You start with a P. Pistachios. Pistachios, yeah. that's right. Okay, I'll let you slurp the end. She's slurping the end of her kombucha. <laughs> Let's go on to it. Okay, that's good listener. Um, yep, you guys hear that? It's great. Okay, it says, down with the cup. What's your favorite book, Stella? Mm. High five. Oh, High Five is a really good book. We'll put that in um, the link. It's written by the same author of Dragons Love What? Tacos. That's Ooh. right. Dragons Love Tacos. Author also did this book called High Five, which is super fun and kind of engaging. Knock, knock. Who's there? Quiche. Quiche who? Give me a hug and a quiche. A oh. hug and a quiche? <laughs> that was Hey, good. when we were hiking, we were playing that game. Should we tell the friends about the game we were playing with the alphabet? Like how it works? Food alphabet. Food alphabet. So it's also a memory game where as we were as we were hiking, we were saying, I went to the store and I bought some apples, bananas, and carrots. And then the next person would have the letter D and they'd have to say, I went to the store and I bought apples, bananas, carrots, and dates. And we kept going on and on. And when we got to Q, you had quiche. Quiche. <laughs> A quiche. Yes. Awesome. Okay, here's another listener question. Stella, what do you want to be when you grow up? Um, I start with a P. You start with a P. Yes. Mm. You want to be a princess? No. A pistachio? No. Oh, wait. That's a food. <laughs> what is it? What is it? Tell us. I live in a pet store. Oh, oh. you want to be a pet shop owner? Yes. It's a great answer. And I'm never going to sell my pets. 
Ooh. <laughs> that would be a good roll. Oh my goodness. How many pets would you have in your pet shop? Mm, 51,000. 51,000. Wow. That's a lot. What is, is your enough. favorite animal as of today? Favorite animal? Stinky unicorns. Stinky unicorns? <laughs> Oh, it was cheetah for such a long time. I thought that would be the answer. But... I mean, unicorns and cheetahs. Unicorns, unicorns and, and cheetahs. cheetahs. That's a better answer. Those are good. <laughs> okay, here's a good question. Uh, what is an affirmation? And can you share an affirmation example? An affirmation can be three things that um, you're grateful for in the morning. So, yeah, it's kind of a way to set our tone. Oh, don't rub the microphone like that. Uh, an affirmation is a way to kind of set the tone of the day and it's an intention, an intention of how we want to be. So what would we say? Like, I am... I am what? Give me an example of an affirmation. Let's. We didn't do one today. I am kind, I am peaceful, I am sweet. I am kind, I am peaceful, I am sweet. So those are great ways to then focus throughout the day on how you can work harder to be a kind person a peacemaker, and also sweet. I love those three. Okay, two more questions. You ready? Can you handle it, girlfriend? What was your favorite memory from your birthday party? Mm, eating cake and climbing around. Climbing around in the aquarium? In their climbing tower? Yes. So, Stella, let's tell our friends what was in your pinatas when you broke them open. So we had to run and get candy, and I got a lots of candy in my candy bag. Now what's different about the candy that you have versus the candy that we see in the stores and stuff? Um, the candy that the candy was yummy. <laughs> Ours was yummy. What did okay. you ask Jody about your cake when we saw your cake? And the colors on it. Is it food coloring? Yeah. Stella's really good about advocating for that. And so she knows that we don't do food dyes in our house. So Becky actually was in charge food of Food dyes are the worst. Food yeah. dyes are the worst. Uh, and just processed food that doesn't belong in our bodies and doesn't nourish us. So I think it was the what? Yum Earth? Yum Earth How brand, How come we all have headphones on? So we can hear ourselves. Don't we sound awesome? La, 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 la. And then Becky did some non, uh, of course, food-based things like bubbles and... Uh, slinky dogs. Slinky dogs. All sorts of fun things Little to run slinky for. slinky dogs. <laughs> Finger puppets. Awesome. Okay, one final question, Stella. Here we go. Oh, I love this listener question. What's your favorite thing about your mama? About me? Mm, because you're cute. Aw. <laughs> what do you say? Cute what? Cute little, she says, cute little mama to me. <laughs> I know, she's hugging me on my lap. Thanks for having me on the show, ladies. <laughs> no problem. Thanks, Stella. <laughs> so many fun facts that we have to share with our guests. Well, that was fun. <laughs> Sorry, listeners, for all the background noise and things, but, you know, this is what you get with a five-year-old. Monkey sounds. <laughs> And slurping kombucha. And metal straws. <laughs> I, You know, I I purposefully, she loves to use a spoon straw. We only use metal and glass straws in the house. And uh, she likes to like slurp her kombucha <laughs> with a spoon straw, which is fine for just a slow down fun thing to do. But I was like, I don't think you can be slurping that. But then, you know, the metal straw is just as loud. So they'll find go. a way, Ellie. They I know. find a way. I oh know. Oh my gosh. Always. Um, let's just talk general 
updates on Stella. So what has she been into the past year? What things have you really been honing in on and focusing on in your parenting with her? Um, and just maybe general life updates for her. Yeah. So goodness, from four to five, a lot has shifted. So last year was her first year at the Montessori school from the Yoga Peace School. And now that has come to a close. And now she'll be going to a school more in the Hill Country area where we'll be moving to. Uh, I was really pleased that her school during the whole bad season didn't mandate masks on children. It, I think the beauty of it was that it did cut off at kindergarten age. And so, you know, they had kind of some daycare, like I think overlap with the Texas state guidelines. Um, but she's really maintained a, a robust spirit. She is, uh, I think as she's come into five, come into so much more logic Uh, We talked about that in her fourth birthday episode, like how really the terrible threes were her phase of no and Mm -hmm. a lot of like, you know, boundary pushing and barriers. And like I was saying, kind of in the opening, especially with seeing Noah as a baby and also observing more friends at school with siblings and, and understanding just in group play, this like give and take and community membership. I think she's really stepped up a lot in that space. Uh, she has also become my little like spiritual warrior or kind of like God guru friend where we've been reading Bible stories now for over a year together and she's been coming to church with me. So that's been kind of fun and a way for us to grow together and grow together with God. Uh, let's see other updates. She is still really into like intentional. We do a lot of mantras and like intentional conscious communication in our household and it's funny because now she is so smart that she may call me out on it like she'll say the way you said that mom was a little bit crazy and rude and I'll be like oh it was you're kind of right yeah like if I'm frustrated and I'm like if you don't do this you're not gonna do that or ooh, mom that kind of came off as a threat I'm like oh it did you're correct (laughs) so it's funny she's she's also able to check me on my communication and being mindful her palate and food game continues to expand Uh, I think she's definitely eating more carbs probably now than she was especially at three four uh when she was doing a lot of like the f-bomb nut butter packs Mm -hmm. we were doing so much work with f-bomb and we just had them all the time in the household and uh you know they're kind of messy if you don't massage them and break up the oils that separate from the nut butter but she was like taking in probably a lot higher fat because of those 20 grams of fat per pack Uh, Some days she would do 40 grams of fat from those F-bomb packs. And we really haven't had those present in the last year just because we had dropped them as a sponsor so they're not in the household. And then we are doing like nut butters, like almond butter and peanut butter and such with like an apple, like to grind your own. But because then those aren't in the packs, that's probably something that's kind of levered down a little bit. But um, growth and development wise, she's still in the high 90s of um, her height. Her weight's actually come down a little bit. Um, she's so active too with with all the carbs yeah yeah it's not 
a little bit carbs. No. You know, a reasonable amount of fruit and and just maybe a different macro distribution. Yes, totally. So I think that's been an update, but her activity factor for sure, Becky, has gone way up. Like she's like flipping on the monkey bars and running around and running fast like a cheetah everywhere. Uh, And she still does definitely employ the no naked carb guidelines. So she's at least getting that glycemic index regulation. And protein is uh, going to be an essential component of every single meal. So I think that her exploring and her palate has been bigger and better in flavor distributions, uh, tipping into some more Tex-Mex spicy foods and such, and organ burgers, and uh, yeah. Salads, right? Yeah. She's done more of that this year. Absolutely. And and she's been really playing a big role. She's kind of my gardener partner mm-hmm. as well. So she has a little basket, and then I have a larger basket, and she'll go with the shears. And like today, she cut six pieces of rainbow chard and three shishito peppers and found a cucumber that was getting large that we pulled. And so she's been really engaged, and she even will call me out and be like, Mom, it's been three days since you've been in your garden. I really think you need to check on it. Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> so, great. Yeah, she's definitely accountability in all ways, shapes, and forms. But the garden's been a really fun project for her and I together, and even like picking off the squash uh, beetles, eggs, and uh, helping to plant seeds and all the elements. We did Mother's Day. Her and I planted cantaloupe and some flowers in, in the space where our lettuce heads were. Yeah, and then her play has really continued to be that like really intentional uh, pretend play. And her her scenarios that she comes up with are like pretty beyond. Which can be kind of exhausting to be <laughs> honestly transparent as a mother. You know, I, I really love functional play. Mm-hmm. Like she got for her birthday this really cool princess cupcake theme where there's like, you know, the... Mulan cupcake and the Cinderella and the, you know, name the Disney princess. And then there's like a topping, a middle, a layer. And so I love having direction. I love doing puzzles. I love doing like brain quizzes and those types of things. She also got a cool game on like guess the animal. Um, I'll put some of her favorite games and her wish list in the show notes as well. Uh, and so guess the animal super fun because we come up with clues and, and this one has like guided, um, they have cue words. So it could be like, I don't know, slippery. Um, and then I don't know, some other like kind of contextual clues. And then there might be actual sentence clues. And that's been really fun because even with guess the animal without these cards, we would get burned out around the oh, dinner totally. table. Like yep. <laughs> I have a trunk and then she's right away like elephant, yep. you know, it's like, yep. shoot. Okay. She's I, too smart for yeah. us. <laughs> I'm a carnivore and I live in the jungle and I, so now we have to start a little more broad and then kind of get more narrow with our clues. But that game's been fun to play. Her pretend scenarios, though, are, yeah, just out there. And she's also getting better with understanding, whereas at age four, it was, and now you must say this, and you have to say this, and you have to say this. Like, she was really, she had the vision of her pretend play, (laughs) and you had to abide by it in her vision. And now she's really understanding, like, well, what if I want, I don't want to be a bad guy. What if I want to be a kind friend in this scenario? And what if I want to go, you know... Uh, gather the clouds in my basket and fly like a unicorn. That's my choice. So you can adjust your play and imagination around what your friends are imagining so that you could be a part of it because she's definitely a, a naturally born leader. Yep. Uh, yesterday she was doing a, a play with the cousins. <laughs> that was the next thing I was going to yeah, say. Ladies yeah. and gentlemen, <laughs> boys and girls. And she's like projecting on the... Uh, uh, pool front and you know she was a dragon and then she became a knight halfway through with a costume change and it's been fun we all had to wear a hat yeah <laughs> out in the texas sun she, she ellie's wearing in. a coonskin cap yep it was great 
<laughs> and uh, what else? Um, the other really cool thing that she got for her birthday that I'm really excited for is a ninja, what is it called? I guess like a, a ninja slack line and um, like tree swings. And Becky and Byron got her a whole set of like a really cool, colorful wooden ladder that can hang from a tree. And also basically like the rock climbing pieces on these ratchets and um, I don't know, the material, like a really strong nylon-y mm-hmm. material that basically you put around trees so you can climb trees just like you're rock climbing. It's like with like the hand and the feet thing. So we're going to start putting those out on our property. So as we come to check in on the progress of the home build, she can be doing yeah. her ninja extreme course climbing and such. So Super cool. More activity, more nature. And that's been a theme that is really important and central to our family's ethos, just kind of getting outside and uh, having adventure. Yeah. Um, let's talk a little bit about just updates in terms of navigation of, of bouncies. And you obviously mentioned no masks at school, which I know you would have pulled her out if that had right. happened. Um, but what about just ways that recently you've been kind of helping to guide her and, um, you know, any imprint on her, I guess? Yeah. So it's really wild having kind of these one-off conversations that come out of the blue, like I'll be driving or we'll be sitting outside on the back porch and and she'll just say things like oh as an example today's a good one she was watching i think bluey it's a show that i think is a pretty reasonable good show on disney channel or something and there was a universal studios commercial with a family in masks and she's like oh i mean why are they showing me kids in masks on this program and um, she also has called out like oh mom you're not gonna like this I saw Elmo wearing a mask. Oh, gosh. Uh, So she does that. Like, she has a very strong awareness. But what we're trying to also do is have softness in the sense of now she will say, like, if we're driving somewhere and she sees someone with a mask outside, which is sad, and especially, like, now what we're seeing is more kids and not the adults wearing Mm -hmm. them because of the CDC guidelines saying if you're schmackschminated, you don't have to wear one. Um, And so she'll say, well... It is their choice. They can make their choices, and we do not judge their choices. And then she sometimes will add, because it's probably her mother that has imprinted this part, but we do get frustrated with the people making the poor choices on the policy. (laughs) So that's the distinguishable variable that I've set. And so what we've also been doing is in our evening prayer, um, we do uh, ask God to please shine light on the people making poor choices. And then sometimes we'll just kind of ad lib on that. And so we'll say, you know, God, please forgive and shed light on those people making poor choices. Let them know love, let them know peace, and let them start to support wellness in all bodies or something like that. Um, And she's also been really into this whole sovereignty thing and has asked me questions like, am I sovereign? And I'm like, yes, you were born sovereign. And uh, just really interesting kind of next level scenarios of what this looks like, what freedom is, what wellness is, and what fear is in this in this element. And I have had really point blank conversations of, unfortunately, Stella, there are people in the world that are bad and there are real life villains and they do make bad choices. And when choices are mandated to control and harm us, that makes me really frustrated. But 
that anger cannot create wellness, just like we talked about two episodes ago in the Schmack Schmeen updates and such. You know, so I will kind of manifest that as well as we're going to pray for them to feel love and to find light in this because if we hold that anger, then the bad people win. That's great. And that's kind of where that goes. (laughs) Um, Let's talk maybe a little bit more about like the gratitude practice and um, some of maybe the prayers that she's been doing with you at night and kind of how that routine has has shifted or, or changed in the last year. Yeah. So she's still, the way that we pray is still like a very parroting, um, repeat, she repeats everything that I say. And so, but now we kind of have a very, it's just an ad-libbed structure that I came up with (laughs) and, uh, so not sure how appropriate and whatnot, but, um, what is our opening? Uh, dear God, thank you for another beautiful day on this wonderful earth. The three things, and then we say, thank you for my heart that can love. Thank you for my body that holds my spirit. And thank you for, and then we fill in maybe two other things, like sometimes we'll say, um, my mind that can imagine and think, or my voice that can speak truth. So we kind of do like three to four of those conceptual ones that she repeats after me. And then we say, the three things I'm most grateful for today are, and then she fills in those blanks. And uh, then we go on to a flow of like, um, you know, gratitude for those that we love and protection and wellness. And then that whole element of the, the dark, bad season and, and shining light. And then um, we have another component of our prayer, I suppose, uh, where we go into um, just 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 gratitude for what is in, in the state of, of the world and, and things that are wonderful, not specific to the day, I suppose. Um, and then we still do affirmations every day as she shared and, uh, she has a good time with that. So she will run into my room in the morning on her way to school and say, okay, mom, these are my three affirmations of the day. And, uh, it's just been really beautiful seeing her come into a a strong spirited, um, kind, loving child and been such a journey <laughs> sometimes the affirmations are i'm a magical unicorn who is also a mermaid or something like that well, that, that, was, was, that was a good one that was a four thing she doesn't okay, do that okay, anymore yeah okay. yeah now it's like yeah she had a really good one i shared i think in her fourth birthday episode so you guys have was to listen to that, that long ago oh yeah my it was gosh. yeah now it's like really like sometimes she'll say um i am loving i'm kind i am fast or I like when she she came up with the word ready, which I think is a really great affirmation. Mm-hmm. I'm ready. Yeah. I'm like, ooh, you could be ready for so many things, yep. girlfriend. Yeah, <laughs> so good. So, so but good. it's been cool seeing her soften as well. Like she has that balance of strength and softening where I can see her now. Uh, I'm not sure if I had shared on the podcast. There was a time, oh no, no this would have been December or November, there was an experience because she hadn't been around a lot of people in masked environments. We just kind of sheltered her from that. So for instance, she wouldn't go to the grocery store. She wouldn't go to Target. She wouldn't go anywhere um, where there would be the majority of people masked because I just didn't feel it was an imprint that I wanted her to experience. I didn't think that the cost of benefit would support her in any way. So uh, in the end of last year, She went to a playground uh, in the hill country, which was surprising that in the hill country, there was this like pirate ship and there were all these children and and, like 11 of the kids, I think there only were 11 kids and all of them were wearing masks. And she went into the pirate ship and I think she got a little like claustrophobic, a little anxious. And 
she started crying and I could kind of hear her and I kind of ran around the perimeter and like came to her and uh, she was just like, they were all just looking at me with their creepy eyes. <laughs> I mean, I'm not, this is true. She said that. And she's like, and they weren't, they couldn't smile. They weren't talking to me. And I was like, oh, it is really scary. To, and it doesn't feel like there there's as much of a human connectionness without that nonverbal communication. I can understand how that could be scary. And so I felt like at that point I had a little bit of a, factor of like am I uh, sheltering her too mm-hmm. much because this is probably going to be a part of her imprint and so I had that um, kind of internal and then talked with Brady about it and um, you know we that's when we started kind of at least at least having conversations of it's people's choice and some parents believe that they're doing the right thing and so we don't judge people for their choice of whether they believe that a mask is for their health or because they're fearful or for whatever reason we can love people as people and that was really helpful because now I'll watch her at the playground and she plays non-discriminatory with kids with masks and not masks and it doesn't really seem to phase her mm-hmm. Which for better or worse, there's also a sad part of my right, heart where it's right. like, well, but but I, but I just feel like that's a, a part where I would rather her be the lighter, brighter person and maybe she can still shed light on and maybe that mother watching her play with their kid masks has a moment of maybe this isn't necessary. Right. And so I think that that's a good soft thing versus her having that dissociative kind of segregatory separation of yep. non-masked kid, masked kid. And so I find that as I think an overall win in closure of this concept of the bad season and, yeah. and how she'll balance out. With that being said, of course, the kindergarten that she's going to, that whole school through sixth grade didn't mask at all during the bad season. And uh, obviously, when I'm voting with my dollar and I'm making choices for my household, I want to make sure that she's in a space where she knows that she is well and she is healthy and that she is sovereign. Yes. Amazing. So. All right. <laughs> Shall we talk um, maybe some more food updates for Steli or? Let's go party. Okay. Yeah. Let's talk let's party. Let's talk party. That's that's good. Um, so let's share kind of the lay of the land of the day. Yeah. And kind of what you planned and what went down. And then we can talk like party food too. Yes. So her actual birthday fell in the middle of the week. So for her actual birthday, I did a repeat of the cupcakes that I did last year for her birthday party from Paleo Patisserie. It is the gluten-free chocolate cake recipe, uh, but I made them as cupcakes. And actually I had to have my mom remake them because I am not a baker, you guys. So I did like foam the egg white. You have to separate the eggs. I foamed the egg whites, but then I like dumped the liquids into the egg whites and like obviously all of that peak foam of the Mm -hmm. airiness just flattened so mine were like chocolate muffin hockey pucks so my mom remade them the recipe itself if you follow it and measure and don't just ad lib will turn out beautifully Um, so there's ghee and almond flour cacao salt eggs that you separate uh, maple vanilla a little apple cider vinegar and baking soda and and really clean base and then I just did a simple buttercream frosting which I did not mess up because you can add lib buttercream frosting yeah yep. <laughs> that's more up my alley so it was literally a whole uh, block of the Kerrygold butter that I softened and then just added a bunch of cacao powder and then a good amount of powdered sugar whipped that all together with some vanilla bean uh, from the wild foods dried vanilla bean 
And um, then we pipetted that. Stella helped me actually decorate those those cook, um, excuse me cupcakes. So on Tuesday we went over to Grandma and Grandpa's and they had a swim day, and we did grass fed burgers and salads and the cupcakes, and that was that day. And then for her actual birthday party, uh, I start I kind of start to plan birthdays like three months in advance, maybe like six months in advance. I did especially with this, this year. Yeah, like. <laughs> well, because I was really adamant about having a party at a location and having it be maskless. And so, you know, Governor Abbott released our mandate March 20th. So, and then Austin reinstated it. So I was like, well, right away in March, I was like, well, do we have to go outside of Austin or what are we going to do? We ended up going to the Austin Aquarium and I was honestly ready. I'd asked them pricing to just rent it out. I was like, mm-hmm. we're doing this party. I'm not going to have an imprint of anyone in a mask in my photographs for my child's beautiful fifth birthday party. And no one in our group is going to wear them and whatever. We ended up, they allowed as of um, early or end of March, once that liberated, even though Austin reinstated, Austin Aquarium has been very cool. To even let their people, staff and yeah, everything. Let yeah. people make their choice. Yep. And so the majority of their staff wasn't masked. Um, you know, it was very busy. It was a Saturday. So there were a lot of people there. Uh, but we had a really good time. And they have more of an interactive aquarium where they have like a tide pool. So Stella touched a, a starfish for the first time. Uh, she was able to feed the stingrays. We had hired from the aquarium a face painter for an hour. So all of the kids there got face painting. She had, Stella Smith had a rainbow. What did my Stella have? Um, butterfly. A butterfly. A pink yep. butterfly, yes. And then we had a real mermaid. This this mermaid <laughs> costume was pretty legit. Like yep. this woman couldn't walk. She had to be like picked up and moved on this like yep. cart. Yep. Uh, so a really solid mermaid tail on her. And she did these really cool glitter tattoos that used like an adhesive and then like actual colored glitter. So Stella had like an ombre, uh, was it spy- a bat, a bat, bat tattoo, yep. purple, <laughs> blue, pink kind of vibe. So we had glittery tattoos with a real mermaid. Uh, they had um, Noah and Stella and Becky and I sat in with the birds and they give you little cups of seeds so the birds land on you and that's pretty cool. And then uh, we had cake from Thai Fresh, my dear friend Jody picked out. And it was really funny. Jody came over to me and she's like, you're never going to believe it. And I'm like, what? And she's like, the first thing Stella asked me after she said, this cake is so pretty is, uh, is that real food coloring or the natural <laughs> stuff? And so she's like, no one else would ask that. And then it was funny. One of her cousins who like her mom, you know, listens to the podcast and does a lot of clean eating and they're gluten-free as well. Then her cousin was like, uh, is that the, the natural or the regular food coloring? So it's really funny. <laughs> These discriminating palates and, uh, clean eaters. So that was a fabulous Thai Fresh does a great gluten-free bakery and it was a chocolate uh, based cake with like a, I guess like a powdered sugar buttercream kind of frosting and cool watercolor like look. And then we only did cake at the aquarium and then went over to my house where we hired a mariachi band, a four piece mariachi band. Uh, So we had a horn and guitars and it was beautiful. Uh, They played You Are My Sunshine into Happy Birthday halfway through, which was magic because You Are My Sunshine was the acapella song in Brady and My Wedding, and I sing that to her every night. So it just has kind of, and they didn't even know that. That was like an awesome. I thought someone maybe had requested it. Maybe. Did they? I I didn't hear it. I don't know. It just just came up. It was wonderful. Um, And then, yeah, we were all up dancing and bopping around. And then I catered from La Condesa which is what I also used to cater for Becky's baby shower. It's a great Mexican restaurant, more like street food, um, true Mexico. You know, you're not going to get like 
tacos per se or enchiladas or it's not Tex-Mex and uh, we did roasted chicken barbacoa so shredded beef cheek carnitas uh, and um, grilled shrimp and so we had all those on platters and then guac and different forms of salsa and it was fabulous and then of course Brady's famous margaritas that we did in batches bulk and I made a raspberry lemonade for the kids and the smart ones were diluting their lethal margaritas with the raspberry lemonade as well. That would have been a good move. <laughs> I did that twice. <laughs> Just for a splash of pink. Oh, I didn't get the memo. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we're going to go on to Q&A questions from our listeners on kids' nutrition and wellness. But before we do that, we are going to have a word from NutriSense. So NutriSense provides a continuous glucose monitor or a CGM that provides you with real-time glucose data. Each sensor provides 14 days or two weeks of continuous information on what your blood sugar is doing. So instead of cherry picking your data and taking a finger stick at rise or when you break your fast, this CGM is going to tell us the impact of your sleep, your stress, your exercise, and your food choice. I have to tell you guys that I have been using NutriSense in my clinic, and we also used it with our next level keto program, which we will be doing another one of those in the fall, so keep your eye out for that. Uh, but it's been such a great way to really help with the metabolic flexibility world with clients learning that, oh, I can have actually that honey crisp apple with nut butter and not spike my blood sugar. Or I can do a double serving of a starchy vegetable if I did intensive exercise that day prior to the time of the meal. Um, or we'll see, hey, I realize that actually I'm much more sensitive to carbohydrates when I don't have ample protein. And so that same amount of carb on an earlier day in the week when I had triple the protein was metabolized different than when I had that same amount of carb with only a third the amount of protein. So many aha moments, so many components of really food freedom because people are learning this really individualized N equals one approach to their food choice. And also the connection of, like I said, the impact of lifestyle. So what's happening with our blood sugar while we sleep? We're seeing the impact of relaxing and regulate and calm and clear supplementation to regulate that stress response harnessing our cortisol and also trickle down harnessing our glucose levels while we sleep supporting healthy blood sugar metabolism and then the same with stress i'm seeing a lot of people playing with the impact of our gaba calm before meetings and maybe not on another day and seeing that they might have more than a 20 point of variance in their blood sugar or some up to 40 plus point variance from a stress response and seeing the power of supplementation strategy to really harness that stress stallion to keep blood sugar optimized for healthy body composition, prevention of diabetes, and so much more. So a CGM is a really powerful tool, plus it provides you that ongoing accountability of unlike a food tracker or a food journal, you can't just omit entering in a snack at midnight because you're gonna see right. that random blood sugar spike and you're gonna You'll have know. to be accountable <laughs> to it, yeah. So I'm super excited. I'm going to be actually putting on a CGM again and I'm sure I'll have another podcast update on it. But in the meanwhile, y'all should go on over to Nutrisense.io, that's their website, 
N-U-T-R-I-S-E-N-S-E dot I-O and put in the code ALLYRD. This will give you $30 off a monthly subscription plan. You're going to want to do that because the first meter, you'll learn a lot from their team. You actually get access to a dietitian on their team for free. Well, within your subscription, I suppose, or within your purchase. And um, they will help you to make useful information from the data that you receive from your meter. So they'll connect those stress trends or your intake and help to give you suggestions. And then when you put on your second meter within the monthly subscription, you can really put that to the test or really play with interventions or variables. Uh, You know, if you are not a diabetic, it is very difficult to actually get a direct to consumer CGM. You do need a doctor's prescription but that's the beauty of NutriSense. So they give you this awesome app, which is a great place to visualize your data. They give you dietitian support to understand the data, and they give you access to the meter without the the drug prescription from your doctor. So go on over to NutriSense.io and check out how you can learn about your real-time lifestyle influence on your blood sugar. All right, let's get into some listener questions, maybe starting with the blue poop challenge. So have you heard of this and um, should I do it? Yeah, I mean, so I think it's a really interesting one. Now, I haven't looked into, I don't know if we've looked up the ingredients. It's like blue dye, like nasty blue dye. I mean, I wonder how you could do it or liken it with a high-dose spirulina, or I'm sure there Mm -hmm. is ways to do it because we know beets can color your stool, right? So I think you could mimic it. I like the idea of it being an assessment of fecal transit time. Mm -hmm. Uh, Becky and I went out for an indulgent dinner with our husbands at Emmer and Rye last week. And, uh, you know, although they make all their pastas in-house and they mill their own flour, I'm pretty tight, as is Becky, on the gluten-free thing. So the boys tried like two or three pastas. And I don't know why I surrendered. Even though I ate a double digested, I got my arm twisted into the gluten-free starch choice of hominy, which like my body hates corn and I know that, but I just was like, oh, great. I get a, a starchy filler too. And I kind of feel like, you know, corn is a good bowel fecal transit test. It sure is. <laughs> it totally is. Those hominy pieces, which are large, yep. you know, and just really don't break down larger than a corn kernel. Uh, that's one way to kind of assess that transit time. But the idea of the colorant is yes. So you consume this product that has this, um, you know, blue food dye, and then you, you, you know, check the time that you consumed it. And I have heard from a listener question actually on Instagram, um, that their daughter went over seven days without seeing it and, um, you know, was already, had already had an upper and lower endoscopy mm-hmm. and colonoscopy. Uh, she has really severe delayed fecal transit time. I mean, so that's like a very severe case, right? Um, and so I think it could be an interesting element of seeing the time of your bowel motility and then um, playing with, of course, your microbiome. So that's what I talked to the mom about. I said, you know, she's probably eating something that's driving severe bowel inflammation. Mm-hmm. And so think about it, you know, when you're inflamed, you're going to have loss of function, you're going to have swelling. And um, that loss of function means lower motility or lower pumping or peristalsis. And then swelling itself is going to slow motility. And then there's there's pain. Um, and uh, so when we look at inflammatory processes in the gut, 
the MRT test is a really good consideration. Uh, so we'll put that definitely as a link in the show notes. Remember that looks at 180 foods and chemicals. We can link our YouTube video in which we talk about the MRT test over Alcat and over um, you know many of the direct to consumer food sensitivity like Pinner and some of those other labs out there. The MRT actually looks at the inflammatory influence of the foods and chemicals consumed and it looks at 170 i think i said 180 170 compounds and so you would and then what we do with the information is not just mindful avoidance we actually use inclusivity approach of the least reactive foods in this immunocalm protocol and when you purchase the mrt test through our website you do get a email review with guidance on how to implement the protocol and then again we'll link the videos on youtube which teach how you could best use that as well. So I would definitely do MRT if you know you have slow fecal transit time. And then let's talk, Becky, supplements to consider if you're dealing with constipation. Yeah, I think a probiotic challenge would also be another kind of challenge in that world of um, seeing if you know your stool frequency improves with increasing the amount of probiotic that you're using, going from one capsule at start um, all the way up to four capsules of the Restore Baseline Probiotic, which is equivalent to our targeted strength probiotic. Um, And so probiotics, I think, are often a really good place to start, especially if it's like a kiddo that's able to swallow capsules. Um, That would be a good starting place because maybe a cleanse isn't the most appropriate thing for them. Right, and unless mm-hmm. seen through evidence of sure. a stool test. Yep. And, you know, this girl happened to be, I think, 19, and I actually told her mom, as I was telling her about the probiotic challenge, I said, you know what, just get her on the target and strength probiotic. Yep. <laughs> because chances are she does not have ample right bacteria yep. in her gut. And what we'll see with that, you know, your probacteria actually play a role in breakdown both the assimilation of nutrients, so the ability to absorb nutrients from food, but also production of nutrients. Probiotics actually manufacture nutrients for our body and they aid in the breakdown of food particles. So I ended up just telling that mom, just give her a targeted strength at rise and at bed for like a month. Like let's just like hit her heavy with 120 billion probacteria. And then maybe we'll play with the following month, the rebuild spectrum, more broad uh, based multi-strain probacteria and the targeted strength. And we have an episode coming up all about our probiotics. And so we'll get nerdy in that level of discerning of, you know, which would be appropriate for what cases and and incidents. And then beyond probiotics, I definitely, of course, recommended the Relax and Regulate. Yep. uh, Because that magnesium bisglycinate is going to help with with the neuromuscular, which is that, that pumping peristalsis, that signaling. And often in that age group, we see stress as an impact. And then I also recommended our B-complex. We often see B12 deficiency being a driver of chronic constipation. So you could even layer in the B12 boost as a tool along with that. And then the digestate enzyme so that when she is eating, she's actually breaking down the food particles and we're not getting too large of food particles driving that stagnation. All right. So a lot of uh, great tools regardless of blue poop challenge. But I do, I think you could do it with like beet juice or something else Mm -hmm. like that. Um, Have not tried it though. No, I'm going to have to do it now and I'll I'll report back. Okay. (laughs) Um, Let's get into this one. What are your top supplements for all kids? So we just talked kind of more constipation for an older teenager or older kid. Um, What would be just top five across the board? Any changes there to Stella's regimen as we're talking about it? 
So Stella, we've been doing uh, actually for her the cell, again. Uh, she has some GST. Uh, glutathione uh, genetic SNPs. And so that's a big area that we focus on for her. And uh, she's doing better with the cell antiox mixed into foods. We have talked about that a couple times on the podcast, how that one's pretty acidic. Uh, but I do that with her now about three times a week. And then she daily does two multi kids, two kids biotic. Oh, that would have been a good question. She She's such an advocate for her supplements. It's funny because she slept over at her grandma and grandparents and was like, and mom, you did not pack my vitamins and probiotics. <laughs> uh, so she takes the multivale kids, two of those, two kids biotic. Uh, about four times a week, she does a half a scoop of grass-fed whey, the naturally nourished grass-fed whey. So that's all in our kids essentials bundle, which I'd highly recommend. Great support for getting kids back to school. The kids biotic, just so, so important. The two strains in there are actually the same strains in our Restore Baseline probiotic and our targeted strength. So this supports mood uh, regulation and mental health. Also huge immune support and research there. There there was that article that I love to reference always from the Journal of Pediatrics, which used the two strains in our kids' biotic and saw less fevers, less sick days, less rhinitis or, or chronic runny nose, less cough, um, and just less severity of illness in the whole world of cold and flu, which includes all of the various forms of those coronaviruses, which are you know in many of those colds and rotavirus and so forth. So uh, really getting them going with the kids' biotic, very supportive for immune system as well as mood, which I think every kid <laughs> could use some of that. And then you are getting, of course, not to mention the support with bowels. So mm-hmm. just like I had mentioned for that ki- that 19 year old with the chronic constipation doing targeted, you're still getting the same two strains in that kid's biotic, just a little bit less potent. Uh, She's been doing a little bit of the relax and regulate, uh, and I'll do that Like if I feel like she just had a lot going on or is gonna have a hard time winding down, she's really excited about something, and I've just been mixing that in water, like about a third scoop. Her bowel regularity is so fantastic and on point. Like I'm really jealous of it, honestly. Um, It's like two well-formed bowel movements every single day. And so I, I didn't I want to stress her body with a little bit too much of that and that driving any loose stool. And she doesn't typically have issues sleeping and sleeping through the night, but I will do the relax and regulate like maybe a couple times a month. If I feel like, oh, she's got a big day at school tomorrow, she really needs to get to rest and she's wound up. Um, the vitamin D balance blend liquid we do all the time. So that's every morning in her routine. And then um, she does the Gabacom probably like only once every three months. I definitely gave her one on the way to the aquarium yep. so for her birthday. It's just we those things that, yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's going to be anxiety driving being in a crowd and also like knowing that you're the center of attention. And it's funny, I gave her a B12. She likes the B12 boost as well. She sometimes gets some neuropathy, so I'll give her those a couple times a week. And uh, yesterday, she's like, uh, this is a really tiny Gabacom. And I was like, no, this is your B12 boost. And she's like, oh, yeah. I only need Gabacom if it's going to be stressful or something. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's right, Stiles. So it's really cute kind of hearing her understand the pieces. But I would just advocate for the back-to-school hits. Uh, if you guys are on a budget with your children, the ones I would say that are really, really, really essential are the Multivale Kids, Kids Biotic, and the Vitamin D Liquid Balance Blend. Uh, definitely don't short them on the vitamin D, especially these adolescents going into teen space. And they could do the vitamin D uh, balance blend capsule at that age. 
because we know that vitamin D sets, plays such an important role with depression and mm-hmm. anxiety. So when we're talking about, again, supporting them for optimal mood when we know it's a trying, challenging time in development and hormone surges and all of these things. I think why not provide them that additional support? Totally. All right. Um, what about this one? Um, is the keto diet recommended for children? What about intermittent fasting? I'm sure we've answered a version of this in the past, but let's just give our two cents. Yeah. So there actually are different genetics that would show more of a supportive approach from intermittent fasting. And we do take that into consideration when we run genome panels on kiddos. And with that being said, I never would fast a kid more than 12 to 14 hours, you know, and, and that's usually like a natural timestamp. Mm-hmm. Because Stella is pretty fat adapted, uh, she often will just kind of coincidentally fast with us, but not because we're not feeding her and, and saying she's on a fasted right. window. She's she in her fasting didn't time. Ask for breakfast. Yeah, it's just yeah. like we're fasting and maybe she started on card making or some activity and then we realize, oh, it's 10.30 and you ate your dinner at 6.45. Wow. Uh, And so things like that happen, but we don't intentionally do it. What I definitely recommend against in children is grazing. So with Stella, like she may have kombucha in the middle of meals or something like that, which is technically like a naked carb. So I'll try to pair that with pistachios or something. Uh, She typically has one snack and three meals. And so we do try to drive at least three, if not four hours between intake so that her body does get that parasympathetic benefit and she's not constantly stimulating an insulin response because digestive process is a stressor, of course, and also for your metabolism, it is nice to have that rested space and keep your body metabolically flexible to have the access to still make some low-grade ketones. So on that idea of is the keto diet recommended, it's absolutely recommended recommended in a tight keto approach, especially for neurological conditions, especially in the world of seizures. That's when we'd really want to go tight and actually watch the amount of protein and not go too high in protein and go more high fat driving uh, to get more of that classic three to one approach. But in most children, they're going to do well with a low glycemic paleo approach and they still may make light nutritional ketones because of their activity factor. So I don't necessarily say that we have to keep kids restricted to a tight quota of carbohydrates. I think that my Stella takes in anywhere from on some days as low as 40 and on some days as high as 90 grams of carbs. It kind of fluctuates based on the day. Um, 90 would be on the higher end, but that can be possible. You know, if she had um, fruit with her breakfast and then we did a smoothie somewhere in there and she had some crackers at her lunch, maybe she had some homemade sweet potato fries with her burger, uh, you know, that can definitely, and then, and then maybe she had the kombucha that would easily kind of be dancing in that like 75 to 90 world. I think, you know, as children progress into age 10 and up, then they can definitely handle like a 120 because especially an active kid, it's going to depend at that level on the activity. And that's something we didn't really touch on, but I'm still very tight on the screen time with Stella. So of course, like on her birthday party, uh, when it got dark out and the last surviving children were up watching movies, they watched two movies in a row, you know, but, (laughs) but half of them passed out and the parents were having a dance party downstairs. Uh, so, you know, things like that happen, but we're not a household that keeps the TV on. Uh, we don't do like passive screen time. I just think that that's kind of polluting for a, a calm, peaceful household. We play a lot of passive music in the house. 
Uh, but we really are still tight on not having her have a handheld device. Uh, and she does get to use Brady's iPad for 20 to 30 minutes. And that's probably four to five times a week. And that is something she looks forward to. And she would do more if we mm-hmm. didn't restrict and actually set a timer on the oven. Um, and so we also watch what games she plays. She's not allowed to use the YouTube app. Uh, and we do a lot of the like epic reader which is like a book app where they read books to you and, and highlight the words. And um, that's kind of the majority of her screen time. And then some like puzzles and brain games and things yeah. like that. And even on your big epic road trips this past year, she didn't really have any screens in the car at all. We didn't let her at all just because that would open Pandora's lid. Sure, sure. <laughs> it's like, like, you know, we're like stuck here. once you weaken that, that, <laughs> yeah. that vault. Yeah, exactly. So we did all pretend play and activities and we did a diorama in the car with clay and yeah, it was fun. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, how about this one? Let's see. Should we worry much about raw veggies, oxalates? other anti-nutrients with kids and offer mostly cooked vegetables or do we need to worry about that stuff? I think it just all comes down to variety. So we can link the episodes where we talked about the power of polyphenols and then there was another uh, episode that we did on, uh, what was it? I'm trying to think of the name of it, but it was around the book that came out that was on anti-nutrients. It was Dr. like In Defense of Vegetables. Yeah, yeah. I think it's in called In Defense of Vegetables. Yep. So in there we talk a lot about the you know approach of anti-nutrients and who would be more susceptible candidates. I think, yes, people that have inflamed bowels have to be more uh, aware of lectins adding up in the diet. In the world of oxalates, we do worry about like binding minerals and mineral deficiencies to some level, but it would have to be a really aggressive intake. The big picture is variety of foods variety of vegetables both raw and cooked um, variety of protein choice getting foods in combination Uh, so no i don't worry about her getting raw greens in her smoothies for instance i'm happy for her to have salads and green smoothies Uh, there are days that she doesn't have leafy greens but i would say four out of five she does um, you know, there's oxalates and berries, of course, and she has berries pretty much daily mm-hmm. and in nuts and seeds. Uh, but I believe that her digestive system is equipped both with her good microorganisms of her probacteria flora and her digestive enzymes and looking at her bowel motility that demonstrates that she doesn't have any undigested food particles. So she's breaking things down and where everything has a negative, there is almost as powerful of of a positive. So we could fight about the oxalates and blueberries, but then we could also talk about the anthocyanins and the beautiful research that supports that antioxidant property and all the cardiovascular functional support and brain support and so much more. So no, I, I don't worry about that adding up. I just go for variety. I soak and sprout nuts when practical and possible. Um, and anything that's going to be a staple food, I'm mindful about rotating it. Yes. Um, we got that question on the baby led weaning episode about Noah's diet having too many oxalates. And I'm like, I'm the same concept of exposure, especially for a little one like that. He's getting, you know, mostly cooked in terms of veg or all cooked. Yeah. Um, yeah. Vegetables, all cooked pretty much, right? But, Cucumber um, here and there. Yeah. I guess. Th- I think that's about it that he's tried for a raw vegetable. Um, but he had like sweet potatoes and blackberries. And really, I'm just going for diversity, variety of his palate and, you know, introducing him to different textures. And I really believe like some days he will push certain things away. It's like they know 
what they need. Um, the other thing I wanted to mention was the SBI Protect that you do sometimes for Stella. I know that could yes. be relevant to this question. Yes. So we do get some of those immunoglobulins in the naturally nourished grass-fed way, and that's why we include that in the Kids Essentials Bundle. And I do incorporate that, uh, like I said, about a half scoop, like four times a week or so. So that's usually where she's getting those immunoglobulins. And immunoglobulins are really essential for the immune system to actually build antibodies. So when exposed to an antigen to build an antibody. And also the immunoglobulins are really important to support the GALT or the gut associated lymphatic tissue. And we think of the IgG immunoglobulin specifically as ones that can reduce inflammatory food response. Uh, so in the world of like actually introducing foods to baby, uh, this is one that definitely I've recommended to a lot of mamas to start using um, the SBI Protect instead of the grass-fed whey, especially in littles. Um, so really before I would say 18 months, um, because the grass-fed whey, although it's not an isolated whey, it still is a higher concentrate of protein. And so when you're just looking for that immunoglobulin, there's a product called SBI Protect by Orthomolecular. We can link it in the show notes. And you can open a capsule of that and incorporate that into pumped breast milk and so you could do that like for a month leading into salt before you start to introduce solids so that that gut barrier is especially supported. That's going to put you at less risk for food allergy, um, as well as inflammatory food response, as well as eczema and all the dermatological risk factors that we see and even respiratory. So you're really building your immune system's ability to make harmony or be resilient to more compounds. Yep. We did that for Noah probably starting like four, four and a half months when he was having some dermatological stuff, some eczema and cradle cap. And mm-hmm. I think it made a world I do of too. difference. It I really do did. Too. And he's got like super clear, beautiful skin and we haven't had any food reactions as far as I can tell. So with, you know, toddlers into children and adolescents, I would say the grass-fed whey would be best because you're getting also glutathione in there, which is that really powerful antioxidant. Mm -hmm. You're getting the protein and it's so hard to get protein in adequate amounts into these age groups. Uh, So I would go for the naturally nourished grass-fed whey. But if Stella's sick, I will actually do the SBI Protect on top of still the grass-fed whey. And I otherwise pull dairy out because we don't want mucus and phlegm if she's sick. Uh, But I will do the grass-fed whey, which is free of the casein and the lactose. All right. All right. I think Um, we have time for one more question. I'm going to ask this one selfishly because I have a boy and I'm sure with how much he's eating now, it's only going to get worse. Um, Having three boys, I need help keeping them full and even focusing on healthy fats and fibrous foods. So what would be like good starting points for like active, especially boys who are known to just eat a lot, but active kiddos in general, like how do we keep them full? So I love nut flour recipes as far as like muffins or quick breads or even, you know, nourishing cookies. We have so many of those on the blog. So I think making those and having those for like a quick grab Mm -hmm. and then have them like slather on the butter or coconut oil because they can easily get 200 plus calories on the spread. Uh, I have some clients actually mix almond butter with coconut oil and then keep it in like a little um, you know ramekin or a little ball jar and that's another way to add more pure fat to the almond butter especially like the in-store ground almond butter it tends yeah, to be drier oil yep. yeah and so that's a great way to get those calories up as well I think also smoothies are a great way for you to really be able to layer in calories so using full fat coconut milk 
Same thing of using the nut butter or coconut oil in there. Um, and then you can add in, you know, whatever fruit they choose. You could add in chia seed as a really good fiber. Uh, I love to add a blend of chia and flax in my own, but chia will be, um, you know, really great soluble fiber to help to create that satiety stretching in the belly. Mm-hmm. And maybe they'll even play with like chia seed pudding. That could be a fun one. Another fun one. And you could make it green for the boys with a little bit of like avocado in there or something fun like a dirt cake kind of vibe, you know, um, with a chia seed pudding, which would be a good thing to go for. I love doing sweet potato fries and really easy to do, really great to reheat and throw into lunches. And I would say on the world of snacky foods, we talked about the Simple Mills crackers, the um, Jackson's Honest. Um, is a great brand of like sweet potato chips and purple potato chips. They use coconut oil or avocado oil. So, you know, a cleaner, salty, crunchy thing. Pork rinds, I'm always team pork rind to give them just protein munch and crunch stuff. And then the lesser evil popcorn is another good one for like volume, mm-hmm. you know, where they can just kind of like be, be munching on handfuls of things. Um, but maybe blending in and doing like a trail mix with the popcorn so they're getting more fat. Uh, but the lesser evil does use ghee or coconut oil and, um, you know, of all of the salty, crunchy snacks, I think that that's one that tends to be lesser evil, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> and then like maybe doing dips with them. So like a Greek yogurt type ranch dip, uh, to get them doing some volume in terms of raw veggies, um, or coming up with hummus. Like a weekly hummus is great. Mm-hmm. Guac, if they'll eat that, um, with you know, a, a veg snack for some volume midday. I think that can be a really good tool as well. Yeah. And uh, then in the world of bars, I guess we should yeah. say that because I think yeah. of that for kiddos and like on the go snacks. So uh, we can link our Amazon store, both our, we'll link two different links. We'll link the Amazon pantry staples, which has a lot of these things. And then also favorite snacks section. And so looking at like chomps, um, mm-hmm. grass fed beef sticks or turkey sticks, uh, looking at like the cheese wisps for crunchies and you can cut those up together with uh, pistachios in a bag and then uh, also add in maybe some of the Who Kitchen dark chocolate gems and that's like a like got all the different flavor profiles going on there and then bars the RX bars are a good brand the perfect foods bars are awesome and those uh Peanut butter cups are so delicious. Yeah, the yep. Thin Mint one is so amazing. We'll, we'll link that too. I've been into that as like, I'll have half of a pack. So just one kind of peanut butter cup piece. Uh, but that's like a really good when I just want an, an indulgence. And they have like a superfood blend in there with kelp and other antioxidants. And uh, pretty nourishing, pretty clean, and definitely in the calorie dense world. Oh, because yeah. yep. those bars are like 300 calories a yep. bar, I believe, yep. at least. I mean, they're... A solid meal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's a great thing to maybe do like on the way to practice or something, whereas maybe they can't bring those in their lunch because of mm-hmm. the peanut factor. Right. But on the way to maybe baseball or something like that, that could be a great grab. And just again, I would also emphasize like keeping the timing of meals to not grazing because if they're constantly stimulating their insulin response, then that might not favorably influence their hunger and their satiety. So actually giving them some breaks between mm-hmm. eating could also just do away with that grazing, busy, munching, crunching. Sure. Awesome. All right. So we hope you enjoyed today's episode on all of the things celebrating Stella's fifth birthday. And thank you for your patience with her on her first podcast experience. 
Uh, please, if you enjoyed today's episode, make sure you go on over to iTunes or wherever you're listening and leave us a five-star review with a sentence or two of what you're loving on the Naturally Nourished podcast. Also, make sure that you click on the episodes to scroll down to find the links that we talk about. So whether we're talking about our Amazon store or the Wellness Essential Kids Bundle or so much more, a lot of that can be found on AllieMillerRD.com. And then on the podcast notes is where you'll see all of our links. Thank you for listening to the Naturally Nourished Podcast. Visit our blog at AllieMillerRD.com for recipes, wellness tips, and food as medicine meal plans. Connect with Allie and Becky at AllieMillerRD on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Until next time, stay nourished and be well.